They're loading into the barriers. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. And they're underway for Moody on the mic. G'day punters, Roger here. Another episode of Moody Minis this is we're going to take a couple of listener questions and then off the back of that have a chat to Catherine Coleman to go through the boutique stable runners moods only got back from overseas last night so uh, we'll get him on next week but Catherine is in the chair again today she was on racing.com yesterday ahead of uh, do your punks victory at Sandown and she had a bit of a dig at her boss take a listen and the big units inbound are here. Do we have the GPS tracker finding where PG Moody is somewhere in the air globally? No, well, I thought that was him getting back last night, but it was actually just the earthquake in Pakenham. How long have you been sitting on that gag, be honest? Um, yeah, I've been thinking of it all day. I'll have to ask her in a moment whether she's received any feedback from the big fella for that comment. We'll get to that, but before then, let's take some listener questions. Christopher Constantine asks, Peter, the best horse you never trained and why? One you maybe lost to injury before it got to the track or that uh, you wanted and it ended up being trained by someone else. I'm, I'm tipping it's going to be one you lost to injury. Um, oh, well, Incentivise was a terrific horse that uh, I, I did was fortunate enough to saddle him up for occasions for three group ones. So he, he's probably the one that comes readily to mind. Uh, what he, what's he buy, Moods? Um, I don't know, some stallion that stands at an outback farm in Victoria somewhere, so <laughs> put him on the map by the great Seamus Award. So, listen, he was a hell of a good horse uh, that, uh, you know, I think we no doubt didn't get to see the best of, which was a terrible shame. But like all great sports, uh, equines, canines or humans or whatever, you know, the great ones strive to achieve and they unfortunately injure themselves in doing it. Um the finest performance, the horse I would have loved to have trained, uh, was Frankel. Um, what a horse, you know. He, he, he was a mighty horse. Um, a couple that I probably tried hard to, well, thought that I was a good chance of training. One was uh, the great Maccabi Diva back in my early stages. I had a very strong association with the Maccabi Diva team there and, and uh, when she won the Melbourne Cup, unfortunately, she probably went out of my grasp and went to the great Lee Friedman, who was our leading trainer at the time. And the other one that I was really keen to train and I thought I was a terrific chance to get was a horse called Americane, um, who was a Melbourne Cup winner. But God, I thought he was a good horse and I reckon he could have won a 1400 metre group one weight for age race. Uh, no worries at all. But uh, the, the path that was taken in a different stable, uh, I was fortunate enough to beat him first up for the new stable in an Australia Cup with uh, with uh, my uh, rejuvenated hurdler in Menegar. So uh, he, he was one that I would have loved to have had a crack at. Uh, so th- there's a few uh, few uh, different uh, perspectives of horses that I would have liked it or the best that I didn't train or whatever. Over the years, every trainer's had a horse that's gone amiss somewhere along the way um, that we had high hopes for. Um but I have learned to be more guarded in my assessment to my connections until we actually see it on the racetrack rather than say this could be anything and then have them go amiss. Don't we know it? Hey, lads, a guy in the community says he's keen on the Ruffy in race seven. Do we trust him? Well, his username is Big Stats Guy. Say no more. Connect with a community of like-minded punters only in Labros communities. T's and C's apply and available on website. You win some, you lose more. Mm. Mm. Uh Peter, this comes from Cameron Evans. 
Peter, I keep hearing you saying it's only the good ones that find a way to get hurt. The question for you is what injuries and niggles did the great black caviar sustain through her career? I think she had a myriad of them. Uh, he's got a, a, a filly who's managed to rip a plate off on a different off every start and still run third, second and first. Good luck to him. But um, I suppose we'll, we're, as we record this, we're in the midst of Royal Ascot. and she's, She was lucky to even get to the races over there, Moons, wasn't she? Yeah, well, she was just a bear and she was just a typical of what I mentioned there a minute ago. The, the great ones, they strive, they, they strain in any sporting persuasion. Um, you know, the great rugby league players, the great cricketers, the great tennis players, the great golf players, because they're looking to achieve and, and, and they push their body to the max, uh, they're more susceptible to an injury than the ones that don't push themselves as hard. So she, she had sort of significant injuries throughout her career. Uh, most of them were involved with soft tissue uh, ailments um, because she was such a big, strong girl and she used to run so fast. Um, but you've got to remember, you've got these horses running around racetracks uh, that are pretty tight in circumference. For some reason, that's the way we do it here in Australia. They're running at 70-odd kilometres an hour. Most of them are in that sort of 475 to... 575 kilo bracket they're running on four legs but those legs are no bigger than ours so there's, there's a lot of pressure and and, and uh, you know the, the the compound weight that's hitting the ground each and every time they take a stride is astronomical and, and makes them so susceptible to injury really it does remind me of me as a teenager i was i was carrying a, a significant amount of weight on only two legs um and so it's uh, <laughs> No surprise that uh, my back's cooked. Ooh, race 7's about to jump. What do we reckon, lads? Hmm, a guy in the community says he's keen on the roughy. Do we trust him? Well, his username is, I'm a real big stats guy. Say no more. Connect, banter and follow tips with a community of like-minded punters. Only in Ladbroke's communities. Ladbroke it! T's and C's apply and available on website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Well, as you heard earlier, Catherine Coleman did let fly at her boss, Peter Moody, um, yesterday on racing.com. Catherine, I understand Moody has landed in the country. Have you copped the wrath of the big fella for that sledge? No, as you well know, Rog, a bit of sledging is uh, it's 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 all in good fun around here at Moody Racing. If there was no sledging, we'd be worried that something was wrong. So um, I'm actually not sure if he's heard it, to be perfectly honest, yet because we haven't discussed it. But he's in pretty good form, the big fella, after his little break. I don't know whether he would have flown up the pointy end over the UK, but um, if he did, I, they don't have chicken crimpies in business class or in economy for that matter. So I'm not sure how he would have gone. Um, without a forex, they definitely wouldn't serve forex gold on a flight overseas, and I doubt the chicken crippies on the menu. So it would have been a tough little, um, a little period for Moods. Do you think you could byo chicken crimpies? Like if he had his own little bag, maybe some chicken crimpies and a family-sized block of Cadbury dairy milk. That would see him through, I reckon. Do you reckon that was his carry-on? He's, they're not, they're not the usual moody carry-on that we get on the podcast, but his carry-on luggage might have just been a giant box of chicken crippies. It's everything. Big chance. Big chance. Big chance. 
Let's get to the runners uh, this weekend. Not as big a team as we saw you took to the races. We had a, a great deal of success uh, last weekend. One of our favourites, Do Your Punk, obviously had a winner at Sandown yesterday, and um, I unfortunately didn't see that until after the jump. Um, so another case of I wish I had done this yesterday, Catherine. But um, let's look at Saturday. Let's look at Caulfield and kicking off uh, the boutique stable in race one, number two, Sensical, with, uh, with Damien Oliver. And I suppose the... I get the I get the star jockey on because uh, the owner of this horse is S Moody, so uh, it needs to run well. Exactly, exactly. We've had to pull out the goat for this one because we need her to run well. We can't afford to upset Mrs. Moody. Um, but look, Sensical, she's come back bigger and stronger this preparation. Um, trialed up really nicely, galloped well on Tuesday. So um, look. I'm sure whatever she does on Saturday, she'll improve with fitness, but she definitely can go there and run very competitively. Tennessee Lad uh, is a pretty good, honest horse for the Wiley Delzeal racing team. Uh, he goes around in race five, the Ned's No Place Handicap, over 1,400. What are you expecting from Hennessy Lad? Yeah, first up, and he's a horse that looks like he'll appreciate, or we know he will appreciate getting out over a bit more ground later on. So, um, he's trialled up nicely. Only thing is he has drawn the car park there on Saturday. So there's a chance that we might keep him at home and just give him a bit of an easier task first up, possibly next week. Well, it could be a very quiet day for the boutique stable then because Cy, the uh, very talented Cy, who we know is in, is in good form at the moment, she was pulled out last week and she's drawn the uh, inside gate uh, for the Group 3 Sir John Monash this weekend. And I... Imagine, well, I know because we spoke um, of him before. Uh, you don't really want her running from barrier one, so uh, she might stay home as well. Yes, she could. We'll just assess that. We'll, we'll have a good look at the race and sort of work out um, whether we're going to just end up in a in a really tricky spot there, stuck away on the fence in a pretty decent field. So, um, yeah, look, obviously, Sai, she's going super this preparation, and we just want to give her the best possible chance to continue that unbeaten run. So whether that's on Saturday or um, whether we save her for another day, we'll just wait and see. But she is going super, and whenever she does take her place at the races next, you know, she'll be there, uh, she'll be there to run very, very well. But is the risk of, of pulling her out what could potentially be twice in a row, extending that period between runs, risking halting the momentum that she's built on the track? Possibly, but I think um, I think she's a, a horse that appreciates her races being spaced um, more than she would have appreciated, say, the two-week back up to running last weekend. So when we scratched her then and elected to go this weekend, it gave her three weeks and we thought, yep, that's that's good. So I don't see an issue with her having longer between racing. I think, if anything, it probably benefits her. Well, there you go, punters. If uh, she comes out this week and we get three or four weeks between runs, then uh, load up when Cy finally gets to the racetrack. Catherine, thank you very much for your time and we'll see how Moods is tracking next week. So we may chat to you again next week. We may chat to Moods. Uh, I, I think you're, you're far more pleasant to talk to earlier in the morning. So um, we'll, we'll see how we go. But good luck for the weekend and good luck having the boss back in town. Thanks very much, Rog. And look, I don't know if our fast horse side will be there on Saturday, but if she is, we'll let her run fast. Let's <laughs> broke it.